0: Would you please welcome the head beard of social media news live, and he's Jeff C. You're not. Please welcome Mr. Jeff C. How are you, sir?
1: Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh,
0: ladies and gentlemen, the beautiful, gorgeous gentleman in the center of your screen uh, does a lot of things, and um, uh, one of the one of the things that I really enjoy about Jeff C. is the way he orchestrates a live show and a podcast and really kind of takes it as the center of of one thing and then pulls it apart and, and turns it into like hundreds of other things. And, you know, we, uh, we try to do, we try to emulate a lot of things with content creators that we admire, Jeff being one of them. And so uh, having him on our show for the second time um, is, uh, oh, cool. is something that uh, I'm, I'm stoked about. And Jeff, I know you're, you're, do, you're starting a, a a course for people for Descript to learn yeah. Descript, sort of a, a one-on-one, uh, 101, I should say. And, uh, you know, really kind of like a beginner type of deal, right? And I think you being someone that has started uh, live streaming before the webcam was even invented and and doing this for so long, sometimes you forget, right? There's this thing called a curse of knowledge where, you 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 have all of this technique and all of this uh you know all this stuff that you've done over the years and you just kind of assume everybody knows everything and you know now you're in this situation where you're years along and there has been changes but there's some things that really haven't changed about live streaming and putting together a show and putting it together a podcast. So someone who is just getting into this thing and they see all of this stuff and they see what Jeff C's doing, what Monty Weaver's doing, what Jim Fuse is doing, what all these people are doing, Ross Brand is now in the, in the, in the chat on, on Facebook as well. So when we put aside the curse of knowledge and we say to someone, Hey, um, here's where you start, here's, here's where you start. Here's the first thing you need to think about doing before you put together the Jeff C tree. You got to start with these seeds. What would that be?
1: Just so I so I um, you know, I talk about Google Plus a lot, but I also talk about on my show is um Lou Mangiello and Momentum. And I have this on my desk. He gives this little challenge coin when you when you go to his conference, and I've been lucky enough to speak there a couple couple times. But on the back of it, um, it says this little quote. It says, the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing and that's by walt disney and (laughs) that's one of the things that i think that um you know we can get hung up on gear and i know i did nothing you know you want to wait till everything's perfect you got enough time and all that stuff you just got to do it like even if you just i mean there's nothing wrong just start with your phone like i Mm -hmm. wish i would have started a long time ago so i think that's the biggest thing is just do it turn on the camera other things, you're going to have to decide on what kind of show you're going to want to do. And that's just doing research. I typically like to do what you guys do is in an interview show. I love doing interview shows or having somebody with me. Like when when I've done shows, I've always had either people on there with me or but when we first started Social Media News Live, I had Grace Stuffy as my co-host. We left another program and came and started doing our own. And so having that together where we can bounce back and forth, when you're producing a show, it gives you a little bit of wiggle room. Like when you put me up full screen, you can look ahead at the comments and you can, you know, Jim's talking, you can be like making sure the stream is still going out and all that stuff. So that's the kind of show I like to do. Some people like to do like solo shows. Like uh you mentioned uh Kirk Nugent. He does a solo show where he gets up and talks a lot of time and teaches, Um, you know, Bradley teaches is another one. Um, Marshall Fox, who I'm going to have on my show tomorrow, oh, does yeah. the same thing. He teaches, you know, he teaches live. That's fine if you want to do it. For me, you you just got to figure out what kind of show you want to do. So Mm -hmm. do research and then just study. Like study. Like if you're doing an interview show, I mean, I have had the best interviewer of all time, in my opinion, is Johnny Carson. And so there's a Mm. channel for free you can watch. That's all just Johnny Carson. And look how he asks questions. Look how he makes it entertaining. Look how he handles things when they don't go right because they didn't go right a lot of times. Yep. And, you, you know, even today, you know, um, watch the late night hosts, how they're asking questions, the way they're bouncing things up. Um, I know when I started social media news live, I looked at how you guys were doing things. I, I looked at your branding, how you were doing it, how you were doing the pattern interrupt on your short form stuff. So you want to do a lot of studying. Um, just don't click a button and go live, but uh, study mm. the things that and the people, study the people that you want to be like. You don't want to rip them off, but you want to study those. Like, I really wanted to do better at community, so I jumped into Lou's group, which is all about community. He does it better than anybody I have known. Ecams, their community is amazing the way they foster community. Most of the people they have working for them started in the community. So those are kind of the things that I would say, you know, do research, just do it, just go live, break things, and then just keep (laughs) going and be consistent.
0: (laughs) Break things. Break things. Catherine Lang, I don't even know how to pronounce this person's name, but every day you put it off, you will be more or less of something else. It will never be perfect, but you'll never get closer to perfect until you That's awesome. start. That's great. Thanks. That's great. Yeah, what
1: another quote that I love is by John A. Cuff. He says like, um, what is it? Uh eighty percent and eighty percent perfect and shared with the world always changes more lives than a hundred percent perfect and stuck in your head. So Dude. that's one of I really like.
0: Yeah, wow. I think you said something early there, Jeff. You talked about, you know, you prefer a show to where you've got somebody else to bounce some things off of, and you know that's that's what this show is, you know. And and Jim has another show that he does with uh, with Tim So, Typically, I know Tim Me? took a, the last uh, month or so off, but you know, it's one of those things where if you just go solo, that is, that can be very, especially for someone who's just starting out, that is super, super intimidating. So it was one of those things where I think right now I could go solo and, and kind of work my way through it, I guess. But Mm -hmm. Jim and I, when we decided we wanted to do this show, you know, being able to work together and surround yourself with another person or other people who can help you through that, who can, Help sharpen the irons and and just kind of like you know be honest with each other too. I think this is don't you think it's important that you surround yourself with someone that's not just going to tell you what you want to know. Yeah, or here I should say,
1: I got some. I have a lot of friends that'll they'll just tell me like, no, that's stupid. No, that <laughs> yeah, color looks bad. That's that color for you, that logo. No, don't, don't
2: that talk. Looks, that. That. Don't talk about Eric Fisher that way. Yes,
1: yeah, <laughs> you know. And I, I tell this story in, in one of my talks where when I was first doing the Manly Pinterest tips and I had it as a, it's, it's got my beard on it. It's an old, it's an old one, but I use it for my podcast and it, um, it was blue, but it was that blue that it was like, if you were slowly choking a smurf, it'd be that kind of color. It was horrible and hideous. <laughs> and my friend, at least I sent it to her and I, my friend, Lisa Meredith says, no, that's horrible. You got, you can't use that. I'm like, okay. And so having those type of friends, yes, you're right. It's very, very important, uh, that. You know, you have those type of people who will speak truth when it sucks. The other thing I would say is, is practice. Like there's a lot of people who I would go like, they practice like what button to press. I would practice like, because there's so many things to do and it's easy to be overwhelmed when you finally hit that live button is I would sit there and practice putting, you know, pushing the buttons. And I have a a way I set up my, my stream deck that I, I can almost do it without looking at it anymore, but practice. Bring up those lower thirds or switching cameras like uh, Chris just did. Practice that. You can go live in a private Facebook group and see how mm-hmm. it looks later. I would practice. I would sit there and practice and think about, okay, if my internet connection dies, what am I going to do? Because it will happen. Yeah, I mean, it mm-hmm. will. It's just things are, I'd tell another story where the, I mean, I had cashed in all my, uh it was way back in the beginning, in the Google Plus days, drink. Um that I cashed in and it was my first big guest and I got Guy Kawasaki. Didn't He didn't know me at all, right? At all. And so I just, um, I had got everything ready. I was all set. It was like my first solo show. Like it was the first time I did, I think, Manly Pinterest tips by myself. And I had a water bottle and it was one of those, this isn't it, but it was a plastic one. And I had, just, he was in the green room and i getting ready to go live. And I went and hit the side of my desk with it and the whole bottom fell out. And so, my entire it, all this ice water dr- drained into my crotch, and hey, we're alive, you know. And so, I'm doing the entire show with ice water underpants. And so, it was yes. just, it was I was very alert. But uh, those <laughs> things will happen. They will happen. And you need to be prepared for it because, you know, if, and once, once so many bad things have happened to you, nothing really phases you anymore. Like, I have lost power, like complete power. Mm-hmm. You know, the alarms are going off and I knew what to do. I knew how to restart the show, get a new key, you know, and, and not panic and, yes. and know that you are going to panic the first couple of times it happens. You are, you're going to just yeah. like, Oh my gosh, what happened? I lost my guest, you know, <laughs> and you'll learn how to to go on without a guest because I've had to do that before as well. So it's just, yeah, that reminds me when, and, and Chris, yeah. Chris
2: probably remembers New Year's, uh, like yep. the New Year's Uh, 2023 show for the Tim and Jim show I was producing and had not thought to like oh Tim should be in as well and we had like a just a quick power surge and Troy Sandage was like big on screen and everybody else is small and my internet and everything is out and I like I'm trying to reboot I have no way to call anybody for like a few minutes and though so I finally you know got back up probably I don't know it, it, it seemed like forever maybe it was 10 minutes but it's just that whole thing of or at least I don't think anybody panicked. It was just hard for like the next person to speak. But but what I did do is I was like, all right, I went and bought these uh, like surge protectors that run a battery and I put it on all my stuff. So even at a minimum, my internet and everything will run for a few minutes if, if something like that were to happen again, because you just you, know, you just never know. And and uh, so you learn these things. Is that surge protector way.
0: available in the carousel on
2: Amazon right now? Jim? It, it, it Maybe we should add it. It should. right down here get it everyone so another
1: another piece of advice that i I would say and it's not one that i don't think a lot of people think about but anytime your camera is on act like it's live because Mm. somebody Mm. can be recording it or you can actually be so it comes from a story i had a friend of mine on she they were co-hosting and the show's over thanks everybody appreciate you you know share it out to everybody and then I said, okay, show's over. And we start talking and we started talking smack about somebody that we oh, shouldn't have. Oh, no. And, um, <laughs> and it was like, and we were doing on for like 15 minutes. Like, and then somebody, <laughs> I saw a comic comes up, like, hey, do you guys know you're still live? I'm like, holy crap. And so I was able to get it and pull it down really quickly. And that person we were talking smack about never found out, but always treat your live you, you, when you're talking to somebody like pre show or after the show always treat it like you're going out to everyone. So Mm -hmm. just from, and don't talk smack about people. That's just not nice.
0: Yes. That that should, that should, yeah. I mean, that that serves you right there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, So Catherine uh, says, once everything uh, that could go wrong has gone wrong, you don't worry when something goes wrong. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And usually when something goes wrong and you're freaking out, it's not the end of the world either. Like you're gonna, you're not going to die. If your power goes out and your live stream goes down, you know, you're not you're not going to die. Uh, Denise says you need a, a surge pants protector. Okay, that's we'll right. add that to the carousel. I, I just need it. one
1: normally. There, I think it's, it's, the brand name is called Depends. Yes. Depends. What I, I just wear them all the time now. Right. So.
0: Uh, and so uh, Ross brand um, locked himself out before a show and had to break in to get to the show on time. That's an amazing story.
1: Wow. That's funny. That I'd just love just to see uh, Ross crawling through a window trying to get to his live show. That just is funny.
0: Powers of marketing in the house. Megan Powers, thanks for joining us over on the YouTubes. And if anyone's joining us from any of the other places, it's fine to hang out there if you want. But if you want to come over to Amazon, just go to dealcasters.live. And speaking of Amazon, Jeff, social media news live, as long as I think that's still the name. Right? Yes,
1: it's going to change, change. Uh, as soon as I get all the, ass, you know, assets together. You know how that is, you know, when you're trying to change something and doing a little bit of rebrand. Same kind of show, same kind of flow, but we are going to uh, change the brand. It needs a refresh. So uh, that's what I'm doing.
0: I've said this before and I mean it and you know it. I think um, it's it's my favorite show. Um, uh, uh, my favorite live show on the internet. It really, it is. And it's, and there's a lot of different reasons. It's not just because, you know, I, I sort of know you and we've, we've seen each other at conferences and have sort of that social media connection and, and all of that stuff. But I think the show is really, really interesting and it helps me and it serves me. And I think when We talk about people that, you know, just need to get started like you're talking about. I think one of the other Mm -hmm. things you got to realize is you got to know who you're talking to. And when you know who you're talking to, then you know the kind of people you can bring on as guests because those people will help you to help them, to help the people that have issues. There's lots of times you'll have a guest on the, um, tell me again, the guy who does Magi
1: Um, Oh, oh, Dustin, Dustin. yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. And uh, like all the stuff that, uh, you know, all of your guests talk about are, it's like, sometimes it doesn't relate specifically to me uh, because Mm -hmm. it may be like a social media platform that I don't, I don't do, but they have elements that are evergreen across multiple platforms. It's maybe specific related to Instagram or maybe specific Mm -hmm. related to Pinterest or specific related to creating a course or something like that, but there's always some really interesting things that you can pull out, and you do a really good job of including the community. Um, yeah. How would you work with, or, or you know, kind of tell somebody who's getting started, what are some, some key sort of tactical things that you could do when you're putting together a show like you do in order to pull in that community?
1: So one of the things that I, I try to be really... Um, that I just built this kind of my core strategy is like, it's not about me. I mean, and I hope that people can see that I, I am so excited. I mean, Friday is my favorite day because I get to talk to people and bring people in and introduce new people to my audience. Uh, and I love it I because I get to just talk with them. And I luckily that people think that the questions I ask her <laughs> are something that they find interesting because I really enjoy it, but I make it about my guest it is always yeah. about my guests. In fact, if you look at my repurpose, which I do a lot of repurposing of my show, I'm not really on it. It's usually a question that they are answering. And to yeah. me, what that does, it lets me get really great guests because they know that it's not about me, it's going about be it'll be their show and I'm focused on them and I repurpose it, you know, a ton. And that also, you know, I, I don't have a hard time getting guests because they know it's going to be about them. We've all seen those shows that you can tell that the host is just waiting for the guests to stop talking so they can talk, you yeah, know, mm-hmm. that so they can, so they can put pitch, pitch their services or whatever, or always bring it back to them. I really don't want that at all. And you mentioned the community and we have such a great community over there. And I, I have a, so I have three sections to my show most every time. And I have five questions that I come up before the show that I send to my guests for each of those sections. But I tell my guests, like, we may not get to any of these or it might bounce around because I will pull in my, my community's comments before I'll go to my questions because I mm-hmm. want it to be about the community. And in fact, what I, what I've done, and this is one of the things we kind of talked about earlier about being able to switch and, and having a partner so you can bounce around and kind of keep things going is that when, if there's a question that I was going to ask, but I see that my community has asked something similar, I'll pull that one in instead Mm. and not ask mine because I want it to be their avatar on screen. I want it to be their comment. People don't realize how... I think people will wait to the end of the show because they won't have a chance to have their question answered. I think that's kind of a a strategy you can use in your live show. that They know that if they ask a question, I'm going to try to answer it. I think it gets people coming back and people commenting. and In fact, people will actually take screenshots of their uh, question and post it to Instagram or to the socials or to Twitter. Um, Gary Stockton does that all the time. He sends a he'll he'll take a screenshot of his question being asked or answered and then post it uh, to different places. So it's just yeah. a cool thing. People love to see their their face on screen, and I try to do that as much as I can.
2: Now, Jeff, I remember like one of the first times I saw you speak, which was at I believe 2018 at Social Media Marketing World. You were talking at that point really about a much more about like visual you know, stuff, fonts and colors and that. So when did you like really get more into doing this video stuff? You know, because I think one thing that I think is encouraging, and I know Chris and I talk about this, because Chris hasn't like, which people may not believe, Chris hasn't been a video editor all of his life. He's just put the work in. And I think you as well. I mean, when when did you really kind of fall in love with this idea of creating, or, or I guess doing video editing?
1: So I've been doing video editing since like, that's the first thing I started with my company. I was doing corporate videos mm-hmm. back with the mini DV tapes. Remember those? Oh my gosh. so... <laughs> before even solid state drives. Yeah. So I was doing it with that. I had like... I would... One of my services that I would offer was... Um, the um Remember the CD-ROM business cards that you could have like your business oh, card and yeah. you would give it to people and it would spin in the disc and then make a presentation. So I would mm-hmm. do those. I actually had a machine, a robotic machine that would take it and duplicate it and then print it, you know. So I did that for a while. So I did... I think I've been doing video since like Premiere 2 came out. I mean, I remember when I got a big brick of a hard drive and it was like 380 megs. And I was like, yes, I'll never need it and any more space, you know, uh, and, uh, but that, yeah, of course, so I've been doing video for a long time. So it's always been part of my backbone. And then when live video came out, uh, with like Google Hangouts on air, uh, and I don't know why they dropped the ball in that because they were, yeah. you had comment tracker, you could bring in comments back then. And so having that engagement, one, I'm just kind of lazy. And if you do video, you have all this stuff that you can repurpose afterwards. Like you can have a podcast, you can have a blog post, you can have all these clips now on social media. So uh, it's always kind of been kind of the backbone of it. And I am not a trained designer. I, when I worked for a company, there's a designer who kind of took me under his wing And he was really good and taught me a lot of stuff. And I'm still, I don't consider myself a designer at all, but I enjoy dabbling, I guess. Uh, But Mm -hmm. I really like the visual aspect of everything, video and then, you know, animation and all sorts, all that kind of stuff is just always fascinating.
0: We'll get right back to the show, but first I wanted to tell you about Social Media News Live. Jeff C. and his amazing guests will keep you up to date on what's happening in this entire changing world of social media. They talk with industry experts and innovators and creators about the latest social media news tips and tactics, and they broadcast live so you can ask the questions that matter most to you and your business. Jim and I love this show, and we know that you will too. Head over to socialmedianewslive.com. Hey, tell them Dealcaster sent you. Now back to the show. You know, and I, I'm gonna kind of take a bit of a left turn here because it's just sure. this this conversation reminds me because we're you you we're going in the wayback machine and we're talking about floppy disks and and all of that. But Google Plus. Right. Yeah. And go hang on, let me take another drink. Here. Okay. <laughs> ah yeah, Google Plus taste taste goes down uh goes down I nice. Can, um taste nice really feeling. So the future and it you know i mean the latest i don't know if you saw the tiktok of mike halton on the agora pulse thing and it's this ai tiktok that they did and it's fantastic um so shout out to the agora pulse team for putting that thing but like there's just so much right now this booming you know just slap ai uh, slap that sticker on everything right. it's like it's like remember when um albums were coming out and they'd slap the parental advisory um, mm-hmm. thing on it and that it sold more because it had the parental advice. Now just slap the AI onto anything. Oh, this sure. is AI. It's like, well, it didn't used to be, but we're calling it that. Uh, but anyway, I think, you know, you were on uh, Ian Anderson uh, Gray's show recently and they were talking about the future of live streaming. And it relates to the community uh, aspect of of what we talked about earlier. And I wanted to really kind of um, let you kind of speak to that because I think we're all just super nerdy about everything, Descript and, and right, all right. of these AI tools and ChatGPT, and we're using all the things. But there's a lot of things that I think related to the future that don't have to do with AI that AI can't do. And I wanted I wanted to kind of like get your take on on the future as it relates to AI and video and live streaming.
1: Yeah. So first of all, I, I agree with you with AIs is being slapped on everything. You know, my Instapot is going to have uh, yes. a- AI enado- enabled, you know, like they have, remember wi- Wi-Fi and it's on your fridge now. And I mean, right. so it'll, it'll cover AI refrigerators. <laughs> um, so the, the, I am excited. Um, one, there's a couple of reasons for AI. I mean, I know it's scary. Like if I was a copywriter or even an agency, I'd be a little nervous because oh, yeah. it is replacing it's going to replace some jobs. And it's not, be- I mean, as of now, I mean, humans are better, right? But mm-hmm. the sad thing is companies will do, like, if it's okay and I don't have to hire somebody, that'll work. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just the way a lot of companies operate. Um, and I can, I can see that's going to replace a lot of, you know, even social media managers, even stuff that I have done in the past, I think it's going to be replaceable. Um, but for live video, I think it's going to, really drive people to this stuff because for one when they see the written word they're going to be like okay he's, it says it's not AI but I don't know if I believe it or not Um, I just don't know if I can trust the written word as much as I used to like blog posts and stuff like that plus it can yeah. be churned out I mean at a, just crazy rates right now so I think people are going to be hungry for live video especially for the community aspect of it because one loneliness is at an epidemic I mean the Surgeon General even said something that released, I think, last month about it. And there's nothing, AI cannot replace me going in and going, Ross, I, I would love to have seen you locked out and the panic on your face on your show. And AI can't interact with the audience. I don't think it can ever do it to the way, you know, you might be have an av- avatar up there and you might be able to type something in and it might be able to read it back in a realistic way. But the interaction that we have and like we have is as, as between you and and Chris and I, that can't be. That just can't happen. You know, yeah. inside jokes. It's not going to know their right. Google Plus inside joke. Uh, so I, I just really think that people are going to be hungry for it, and being able to engage in ways and be able to trust it. Like, who's going to AI this? Really? I mean, it's this weird look. I mean, no one's going to do that. So I mean, it's it's just it's going to be real, and I think people are going to hunger for the realness of conversations like this, interacting with the audience in ways that we, I mean, this, it's just amazing to me that this tool that we have now, that we can go live and reach everywhere across the globe and talk to people. That's amazing. And people don't, we just go, oh, it's live video. Like this, I would have killed for this when I would have started out, right? And then now we have this opportunity and I think businesses are going to have to embrace it if they want to have a community and reach out to, you know, clients and leads.
2: Jeff, the, Roberto Blake has, has said some stuff recently that is interesting. He actually thinks and I think it's more his opinion, it's not necessarily something that YouTube's saying that actually like longer live streams are even going to do better like people are going to want to jump on these 3 4 hour uh live streams and 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 I don't, maybe that's the case because to your point, right? People want to have that that interaction. What what do you what do you think about that?
1: So even re- uh, doing stuff for my show tomorrow um, with Marshall Fox where he teaches, he actually does like live designing. Like he takes somebody's logo and revamps it live. I can yeah. see that kind of stuff, like training and like working through and letting people see your process. I think that's going to be really cool. I think it's cool yeah. right now. I mean, have people watch my me carve wood over on Amazon, like, and <laughs> they'll comment and they like it. And they, it's because they see that it's real, it's tangible. And... I guess it's a little bit relaxing for them. So I think that um, brands that embrace this and embrace it first and build that community now are going to be way ahead of the curve.
0: Yeah, I think it's about about using it creatively, right? I, I just feel like, you know, I I I think about the way the music business went through the ebbs and flows when I was a part of it. And mm-hmm. when digital music went... Um, nuts with, with Napster, the companies like uh, that I work for, for major record labels were like, listen, it's a lower quality file and people want to see the artwork and they want to listen to higher quality. And I'm like, listen, the kids, they don't care. They're trading their hard drives around. It's just (laughs) like, and so like it's a, until people finally said, Hey, this is what the people want. Then finally, the the major labels were like, okay, we have to figure out a way to monetize this. And I think, you know, they went through a whole, like, you know, there was a whole mm-hmm. 10 years of ridiculousness until finally it was like, <laughs> right. you know, we we came out of it. And I think with AI, uh, everything is happening so quickly and there's so many things and there's so much stuff happening. It's just a matter of like, hang on and utilize it. And And if you are worried that you're going to get replaced by something then start to figure out how you're not going to get replaced. I mean and, yeah. and it's not cuz I don't think it's going anywhere but up at this point.
1: Yeah, and I think it's going to make us be better storytellers. I mean the stuff that like yeah. Adobe's coming out with like the wire removal and the the c- the content fill, the you know generative fill that you can do uh like in After Effects now where you can remove things and it and it builds it for you, you can t- and it's just amazing. I think it's going to make us better storytellers. Listen, things are going to change, right? And I said this on Ian's show, um, you don't have a lot of blacksmiths on corners anymore, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you still have blacksmiths, mm-hmm. but there's not as many of them around. And, you know, I don't like change, really. I don't. I mean, I want my Saturday morning cartoons back. I really do. Totally. Because
0: and I, re- pro wrestling
1: right? on Saturday. Yeah. Yes. I mean, just, but, I mean, you have to embrace change, but you don't have to like it, you know? And <laughs> I, I compare it to, like, when you go to a family reunion and that aunt with the soggy mustache comes and tries to kiss you. Listen. <laughs> You, you don't have to like it, but you still need to give Auntie a hug, right? I mean, you still have to do it. But it's that wow. kind of thing. I mean, you have to, you do have to embrace change, but you don't.
0: I think you know the the sm- choking a Smurf, uh, <laughs> the uh, the depends I'm, with word the, pictures, with, see visual marketing. That's what. It yes, is, wait, and what it now is. the ant with the soggy mustache. I That's mean, right. we all, all had one. This, does. I mean, I this, him. you know, it's trending on Twitter. Hashtags. Soggy depends. mustache. Really Blab <laughs> on steroids. I th- See, people still talk about Blab because it was so
1: community driven. That's mm-hmm. why people still talk about Blab. Because it well, that was all community. was a big thing. Community. Ross
0: was big on Blab, yeah, too. Yeah, he was, was big
1: a, on Blab. Yeah. Big on it Blab. Does.
0: Big on Blab.
1: There needs to be a t-shirt.
0: <laughs> There's a so, app for that. We, okay, so' you're, you're about to do this descript thing. and I know you guys you just rolled uh, out of doing something uh, with descript um, on Tim and Jim shows. we won't get too in depth. And, and for those of you who are watching uh, the Tim and Jim Show is another show that uh, Dr. Fuse does and you got to check that out. But descript is one tool I think that is essential is becoming sort of like the essential thing for podcasters, right? It's kind of like the essential tool. Uh, because you can be right. simple with it. It does like amazingly yeah. complicated things, but you can. It, but it feels like this is something you can start and then eventually kind of grow into. Are there any other tools, whether they're software or hardware related, that you would suggest to people who are, you know, not necessarily at at your level, but you know, like hey. I, I'm looking to kind of level up a little bit and not, you know, and maybe not necessarily, and I'm not talking about getting a, a more expensive microphone necessarily, but right. are there some things that you feel like are, are important for people to kind of maybe check out?
1: So a couple things, one of the things when you're just uh, is this is kind of basic, I think, but a lot of times as content creators, one of the things that we miss out on is capturing our ideas, Right. Um, how many times have you had an idea in the shower and then you forgot about it? Or you, um, you know, didn't write it down at night. And so being able to capture those, I think that for me, when I was able to figure that out and have a system for me where I didn't lose those ideas, that's huge for me. So I use an app called Rome Resort, uh, Rome, um, research. And what it does is it's an app and it's also, but it lets me jot down ideas and tag them really easily. And so it actually puts them in a database. And it, it works the way I think. So I really like it. Some people use Notion. Uh, my friend Eric Fisher had a guy on, I think it's Tiago Forte. Yes. He did a book called uh, Building a Second Brain. Really, mm-hmm. really good stuff. I would suggest reading that because half of your problem is will be coming with ideas and not letting them go off into the ether and don't know what happened to that. That's Sticky a huge problem for me. Yeah. Yes. So being able to do that. And plus, I sleep better because I'm able to offload everything, know that it's captured, and I can return to it if I want. So for me, that's a big, big thing. The other tool um for people who are wanting to create content, especially live video, uh, I just think, you know, I love Descript. It does a lot of things. But I think you're going to have to get a professional video editing software, non linear editing tool. Uh, I know, uh, Chris, you use uh, Final Cut Pro, which is a great one. Uh, I use Premiere. I've been using it for ages. Uh, A DaVinci Resolve is actually free, but it's really, really powerful. Um, so I would get one of those three if you're going to dive into this, because sometimes you just need to be able to do that things. And plus there's, there's so much stock stuff that you can get for like creating titles and lower thirds that are already put together that you can just drop in and do it really quickly and not have to learn how to, you know, adjust the kerning on your text to make it go, you know, it's already done for you. So professional system like Final Cut, Premiere, DaVinci Resolve, uh, I, w- I would suggest. Um, and I would learn some... I think text-based editing is here to stay. I, I still think there's going to be a, a, a use case for the things I just mentioned. But even Adobe has embraced text-based editing inside yeah. of Premiere. So it's a, that's going to be a skill that you're going to need to learn, I think, going for it as well. The AI tools are going to get better and better. But you're still going to know how you need to learn how to edit and learn how to tell a story. Um, just jumping up clips and dropping them in a timeline doesn't make you a video editor. Uh, you need to figure out like how to hook an audience. You need to, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, Jim, and Chris does a great job with this, um, with his editing. And, you know, I study his stuff the way he does it, the way he catches people's attention. So study people like that. Um, I guess those are off the top of my head the tools yeah. that you would need.
0: I think that's a great, I think what you just said right there is so key that a lot of people don't do is study other people. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's like, uh, don't be afraid. And like, even if I tried to copy everything that Jeff C does, it still wouldn't be Jeff C. Like, I I look at it like, um, uh, here I go back to music again. So if you, if you play an instrument and, or you sing or you do something musically related, you have influences, right? But mm-hmm. chances are you tried to sing like Whitney Houston or Johnny Cash or you sat down to play a flea bass line, right? And you may not mm-hmm. get it exactly, but somehow that became an influence on how you are, what your DNA is. You don't want to be exactly that. And I think it's important to study other people like that. And the other thing you you mentioned uh, related to the video editing software is that those things can be so daunting, right? But there's so mm-hmm. much free... YouTube, um, classes oh, yeah. out there that uh, th- like, that's how I learned final cut. You know, like I had iMovie on my, on my Mac and I was using this. And I was like, boy, I need to be, I, I want to be able to do something else. And so I started watching videos from Kevin Colby Yeah, and I, I was watching Kevin Colby's videos and I was like, I'm getting final yeah. cut because I can figure out how to do this and I can figure out how to do that. And like DaVinci is just another example. Like that's free. And then mm-hmm. you go onto YouTube and there's tons of people that will tell you how to put together these videos, but once they tell you how to do that stuff, you still have to add your human element. I mean, everyone's talking mm-hmm. about, have you used uh, Opus Clip or Opus, what is it, Opus Pro? Yeah,
2: Opus Clips. That, that's the one that creates the, uh, the shorts out of your links of your oh, video. Oh, no, I have not tried that yet. I think right, Jim told so, me about that the other day.
0: Yeah, you basically take a YouTube link. Uh, from one of your videos or you can upload your own file and it will even if it's a widescreen video it'll find a like a like an area to where it'll it'll make it a vertical video and it actually it's it's kind of like the first time you tried chat you're like you didn't expect it to be as good as it was right you go like oh, okay. oh wow this actually kind of this actually worked but here's my only issue is is that i got it to where i liked it but I didn't like it for me. Like I, I was like, this is this is really good, but I would have done this, and I would yeah. have done this, and I would have okay. done this. So let me see if I can pull it down and then adjust it. And by the time I did all that, I was like, I might as well have just done it myself.
1: Exactly. That's. And I so, mean, that's that's kind of where I I, I land too. I I can't wait to try it. I mean, if it if anything that'll shorten it, I think you know it's worth doing. One of the things, and this is kind of a hack that it took me a while to learn. Um, and it goes to your point about the the the. Uh, to t- tons of tutorials everywhere on on YouTube was that it's not so much to learn every bit about things. I've forgotten so much about Photoshop and Premiere and After Effects uh, throughout the. I mean, I'm I'm always googling it, but the thing is, is I know what the definitions are. I know what a mask <laughs> is, but I may mm-hmm. not may not remember how to apply that to that specific layer. And so I can Google how to animate a mask in. Uh, in, in Google and then I'll get these YouTube videos that'll teach me how to do that. So I would say like when you're learning something, make yourself a little glossary because you will mm-hmm. forget what button to press. But if you can remember like, okay, this is what a mask is. This is what, you know, this term is. That gets you so you can Google it. And so once you just have a glossary or a, 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 know what to call it, then you're golden because you can just Google it and find the answer to that problem that you have while you're working.
2: And I think what I've discovered too, because you know you guys have definitely been further ahead of me in the the video editing process, it's kind of like a lot of things like with sports. It's the fundamentals. Everything pretty much mm-hmm. uses that same basic fundamental you know layers and this and that. And so it doesn't matter which software you use they're all basically doing that same thing initially. It really becomes what are those extra things you need, Or right? you're a Mac user, so you might want to use Final Cut. You know, you don't maybe you don't want to do this subscription for Adobe, but if you're on a PC, well, I can't use Final Cut. So but it's the fundamentals. If you were like on one system and went to another, you can start to understand that. And even with the script, you're seeing the same stuff applies. And now, but right. now you're just adding in, you know, how you affect audio and you know, in templates, right? Everybody starts to talk about templates. And I think it's it's really good stuff. And to your point, right? You just go out there and you know, go to YouTube University, or or even better, go to the Jeff C. Uh, Descript One Hundred One class when that comes up. That's right.
1: And and the other thing is is you like you'll learn how to like oh I I can read a waveform, so I know where the where cut is or a breath sound is going to start happening, and you can apply that. Oh, I can add that to. I can actually take clips that aren't the exact length that I need and seamlessly edit them together on the beat, so I can have that piece of music fit my video perfectly. So you'll learn tricks like that as you go along because you've learned skills. Um, But once again, learn those, like what Jim was saying, learn the basics, learn what they're called. And then like, I I, seriously, I'm always Googling stuff. And I've been using the Adobe suite of projects for since I started, like like I said, in Premiere 2 or something like that. So, uh, but I forget all that stuff. So.
0: Yeah, one, the, one of the temptations is when you start using a lot of this software that does simplify the process for you, and you can you start turning out quantitatively more content. You got to be the the trick is like if you've got now in, instead of four pieces of content, now you have seventeen pieces of content that you want to spit out everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um Making sure you didn't take shortcuts on the seventeen, and you're actually speaking to someone with that content, right. and you know like. Like you said, it, it it's very difficult to tell a story in one minute on a YouTube short, right? Mm-hmm. You're not, you're probably not going to be able to tell a story in a minute, right? right. That's, that's a huge challenge. But what you can do is be interesting or yeah. entertain someone or educate someone. You can educate someone in a minute. Like you may be able to solve their problem. Like do you have a problem with, is your, is your kitchen sink stopped up? I've had this item that unstops sinks. It does this, it does this, and does this. Here's a link for it that could solve right. somebody's problem in a minute, right? Mm-hmm. So that could be a really popular video. So I think lots of times somebody will just say, hey, here's my big podcast and I'm just going to chop it up and here's 17 one-minute clips. It's like, well, what are they saying? Are they and doing it, anything for you?
1: And they're like, there's no start, beginning or, or end. It's just like, right. it's like, they just stop. And so I don't really like that. But a lot of times I'm able to get and have a question and have a little bit of an answer. And a lot of times, I can get that in under mm-hmm. a minute or edit it down to under a minute. Um, and that's why I structure the show that I weigh. And that's an, another, you know, kind of takeaway for your audience is, like, when you're planning your show, your live show or, or piece of content, think about how you can repurpose it later. And it will save you a bunch of time.
0: We're going to get right back to the show. But first, I wanted to tell you about the game changer for your audio setup. Of course, it's the one and only Shure SM7B microphone. This iconic beauty is a go-to for top-notch podcasts. You've seen it on stream. It's the perfect microphone for any environment. You don't need a fancy studio. It's got built-in protection that handles background noise like a pro. Jim and I love ours. And you can level up your audio game today. Just check out the show notes for the links. Now, back to the show
1: that's why i have those three sections in those questions because it's it gives me a structure that i can go to every week it's not a big like oh what am i going to talk about i know i i have three struct i have a three structured thing and i have questions underneath there and i can actually kind of you know use those as repurposable evergreen content and i try to ask evergreen questions that will get those evergreen answers
2: love it
0: you're a better planner than i am jeff
1: well it looks that way and it's because I've screwed up so much in the past, and also Grace set me up like she set me up before uh, she moved on to uh, to have all this. I mean, she her documents and her yeah, so stuff she, it's like,
2: sy- it's systems. It comes down to systems, yeah, right? Yeah. Once you get those in place, it
1: it really helps a lot. She's she was amazing getting that up, and luckily she didn't take all her files. She <laughs> ah. she's she's great. No, yeah. So I was I was just talking to her the other day. So she's she's loving what she's doing, but I do miss my Grace. She was fun.
0: Yeah, I used to say every show needs a grace. Right? right, amazing grace. But it is, you know, it's kind of fun
1: now because we're doing the rotating uh, kind of co-hosts. And one, it's kind of an added benefit is that I get to, they usually share it to their audience. So I get some uh, other people coming on and it's just, it gives a little bit of dynamic. Like who's going to show up this week with this crazy bearded guy? Uh, like next tomorrow, it's K- Katie Fox from Ecamm is going to be on there. So that's going to be oh, nice. fun. I've had oh, nice. my friend Connor, who he's a dub. He's from, he does Disney tours. who to have yeah. But he's a great host. He co-host. is great. And, uh, you know, we've and I have another friend, uh, Paul, who runs powwows.com, which is, he has yes. the largest live streaming of Native American powwows. It's a huge company and he gets to come on my show. And so I just, I've been loving it. So it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. So everyone, make sure that you are watching, following, subscribing wherever you guys are all over. Uh, but you know, I I usually watch on LinkedIn, social media, news live, um, uh, which that's the name as it is uh, now. But uh, watch out for a, a name change uh, soon. But it is a fantastic show, um, and I I mean it, and it is great. So Con- is does Connor have his own show now, or is or, he's got uh, a
1: podcast? He's been doing a podcast for a while. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I actually on met him when I was well? speaking. I don't think he does video. Okay. I know.
2: Yeah, we need to told talk to him about that. I've done uh, So why why uh, are yeah. people
0: so hesitant? I know, you know, obviously another show that you uh, you help produce is Guy Kawasaki, uh, which uh, is a fantastic, mm-hmm. huge podcast. And uh, it's audio only. And uh, Connor does an audio only. So what... I mean, maybe not specific to them, but do you feel like there are still people that are just maybe afraid to turn on the camera or like, what is it that keeps people from doing video at this I, point?
1: I think the biggest hiccup is a lot of people who have done audio only podcasts in in the past. A lot of times they will use Zoom to record their podcasts, which is horrible, by the way. Don't do it. Use Ecamm. Yes. Um, but they, they're, they're used to that, but there's so many times their guests say, oh, this isn't I'm not camera ready. Is this is going to be audio? They're really worried about their guests. And I'm like, you just, I've never had, cause they know it. if you start doing it as a, a show, like video, they're not going to ask that question. And like, they're going to dress up and go out of the house sometimes. So like, let them, you know, just do it. Um, I've been trying to get Guy to do it. I wish he would, uh, because there's something there. Like you, there's a lot <laughs> of people who just love that audio podcast. I get that. Um, but there's something about like when Guy was talking with Mar- Martha Stewart, you know people are going to tune in on YouTube to watch that. Oh, I mean, yeah, right. like Eric Fisher another one. I love his show, Beyond the To-Do List. It's a great productivity podcast. I would have loved to see Eric and Seth Godin talk back and forth on a, on a YouTube watch. I mean, to me, they're, and, and forgive me, Eric and Guy, but you're they're leaving so much on the table because <laughs> Tough of that. Love. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's so much on the table, like, even even my show which doesn't get a ton of, of views over on youtube it's still people come and watch it and comment and i'm like i just there's so much you can do with video um so i just i'm a yeah. i'm a big fan of doing both
2: yeah i i i would agree with you jeff i think even if you know if there's that fear of going live you can record it and then upload it right yes. so don't feel yeah. like oh, well, I'm worried you know, because we're live and we might say something wrong we'll then record it. but you you then you have that video that you can now repurpose and drive people back to either listen to the podcast or watch the the episode. and that's where I think a lot of us you know miss out and and you know that's where I appreciate uh, you know Chris so much and I'm grateful for what he does for us with dealcasters because I know we're getting a lot of views because he's taking those clips and repurposing it. -hmm. You know, on all the tubes, and and I think that's uh, that's kind of the future. I think there's still just such a small percentage that is doing it. And even when you look at content creation in general, right? You talk about people creating content. LinkedIn has 900 million, you know, whatever you want to call them, subscribers, and I think Mm -hmm. it's less than three percent of the people on LinkedIn are actually creating content.
1: Yeah, that that's a good point, Jim. Because you know, we move in the circles where we see big people like. Amy Porterfield and, and we see, you know, Mari Smith and some, you know, people that you interview uh, and like having you guys on my show, you see people who are at this level uh, creating content and you think, why am I even doing it? Cause I only have, you know, 50 views or, or whatever, but I, but go to your Sunday school class or go to your, your church P I mean, your PTA meeting or whatever and look around the room and how many people there are creating content. Probably not any of them. Right. And, wow. and you are doing that. And those mm. 50 people can trickle down to so much opportunity that you can get from just being doing a consistent live show or putting out content consistently, uh, you know, once a week or whatever your schedule is. Most people, most people are not doing what you're doing. And we have to remember that mm-hmm. because we are on this space. We're looking at everybody else like, Oh, I really wish I could edit like Chris. Oh, I really wish I was a Marine. Mm like Jim and I could have the platform that I could talk about and you compare yourself to other people. Right. And yeah. you can't do that. I mean, it, you mm-hmm. you have to, you know, you have to start where you're at. Everybody starts at zero. When you first start a live show, no one will be there. Um, And a, right. a really cool hack for that is do what I used to do when I was a magician and plants, do plants in the audience. Like you oh, plant yeah. people, you invite your friends on like, Hey, I'm going live here. Can you ask this question? And then, that gets the ball rolling i used to do that all the time when i first started out and so use your friends use them
2: hard
0: M- make sure some... they're good friends though yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic advice that is it's absolutely fantastic advice is like like you said walk into your church and look around the room and 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 how many of those people are doing something you know we are so we we've got the blinders on right and we're right. like content creators content entrepreneurs and and we're doing all of this stuff, and in actuality, we are still a fraction of a percentage of the overall people. It's sort of like when when people used to say, "Why, what do, you, what do you, why would I create a podcast? There are just so many podcasts." It's like, guess what? There may be three and a half million podcasts out there, but only twenty percent of them are active.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Most people 20%. stop after the seventh episode. They stop yeah. making them after the seventh episode.
0: Well, when Anchor uh, first launch and it was free to, to do it, like everybody was doing one podcast on the internet, I, right? And so it was like, you know, professors were setting up courses. Okay, set up a podcast. Oh, there's a free hosting service. I don't have to pay 20 bucks to Lipson. So boom. Right. You know, right. so there's like millions of podcasts with one episode. And it's mm-hmm. like, don't look at the stats. Like everyone right. quits. And it's just like most people don't want to do the, uh, the work necessary, the consistency. And learning day after day and stick with it to be successful. Most people don't. And I'm just wondering.
1: Congratulations. Yeah, I was going to Uh, say, congratulations to Catherine Lane. She has 10 years of podcasting.
0: Wow. That's amazing. That is amazing. I have, I think I have a sound effect. I think I have a sound effect for that somewhere. (laughs) Congratulations, (laughs) Kate. It's like the stock Roadcaster Pro 2 applause. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I'm sorry. Did the Jenny Gold's warm, in the warm. house. Jenny Gold, thank you for being our plant. No, I'm kidding. You know, we, we, don't, we don't have any plants anymore. We don't have to do that anymore. But Jenny, thank you for, uh, for coming. And uh, uh, let me see if I missed. Let me make sure I didn't miss anyone. Catherine, thank you so much for all of this. And this is a, like 10 years. That's a lot. Yeah, that is like, so you want to talk about consistency. Oof, now she, I think she myself. said
1: earlier that she has um, started to see, she started adding video. Was that her? Yes, who said, she did. Mm-hmm. She did. Yeah, that it's actually getting more downloads than her podcast. And that's the thing is, it sounds so weird, but a lot of discovery happens over on YouTube for podcasts. And I mean, Tom Webster at one time was saying that there's more listens on like YouTube than Apple, Apple Podcasts or something like that because there's no way to track it. Like it's not Mm -hmm. until they started doing this podcasting thing, it was hard to track. So, yeah, I think a lot of discoveries happening over on YouTube, and that's awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it just goes back to if you've got a podcast, why not create some video for it? I mean, even if it's just doing shorts or, or, you know, taking five minutes out of it and like, you know, here's the highlight. Chris has done that with some of our. Previous episodes where he'll just do kind of like a highlight reel, like here's five minutes where we're like mm-hmm. talking with Kelly Roach, and if you want to watch the full episode, this is where you go. I, I think that, in and of itself, is a is a great way to take your video and and drive more traffic.
1: And I know Megan Powers is here, and she's done like st- live video and uh, podcasting for for years too. It's that consistency. It really is, and it's hard. It's hard doing one. It's it's not easy. Or like you mm-hmm. said, everybody would be doing it, Um, but once you get in that groove, you mean. I just I don't know anybody who's been consistent and not seen some sort of benefit out of it.
2: I yeah, just don't. Right. I think
1: somebody who's been consistent and doesn't give up, there's always some benefit that happens at the end.
0: Yeah. I mean part part of it is just getting better, just the reps, right? You don't go to the yeah. gym once and come back shredded. You gotta, you gotta keep going, keep going, keep going. And and you know, and that makes me like I need to go to the gym now. I'm I'm See, glad you mentioned I, that.
1: I used to lift weights, but they're so heavy.
0: We waited all show for the best dad joke, and we got it. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, jeffc.com is where you go to see the head beard of social media news live. Make sure you go and watch, follow, subscribe, social media, news live, and... We're going to get right back to the show, but first I wanted to introduce you to the amazing Cloudlifter CL1 from Cloud Microphones. This amazing little blue box boosts your dynamic podcast mic signal for pristine audio quality in just seconds. Jim and I love ours, and you can snag one of these CL1s or new Cloudlifter Xs for yourself from the links in the show notes below. Elevate your audio content with the Cloudlifter. Now back to the show. The Descript 101 course is launching soon. Uh, I signed up. Uh, I know that you know there are a ton of people that can't wait uh, for for this. Me being one of them because I'm always asking Jeff, "Hey, what do, do? what do you do? What do you do?" And finally, I'm like, I'm done bugging him. I'm just gonna get the course. I'm gonna get it. Soup to nuts, and I'm not. I'm gonna quit bugging Jeff C. So Jeffc.com/slash/Descript101 for those that are listening. On the podcast, we'll put the link in the show notes as well. Jeff, man, this has been uh, even more awesome than I thought it would be. Um, anything else? Do we need to talk about the Ecam Camp that's coming up? Or? Oh, that's that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That,
1: so that's coming up in October. That'll be fun. They're having a creator camp. Uh, they are limiting seats, so if you haven't got one, make sure you guys go do that. It's going to be set up such in a cool way that I'm so excited. It's actually like a summer camp. Like Leslie Samuels is the camp director. I'm one of the camp counselors and I'm going to be taking people around to different stations where they're going to be learning podcasting, live video, all sorts of cool skills. And it's going to be, uh, I think it's north of Boston. So I've never mm-hmm. been in that area. So I'm stoked. I think Jim is going to be there yes. as well. So um, it's going to be fun. So um, I don't know. Just go to Ecamm's channel. You'll see it there. Ecamm with two Ms.
2: Yeah, I know they were definitely, it was getting very close to all the seats being full and uh so you definitely want to do that now i i don't know i'm i'm a little worried that i could get in trouble with the camp counselor and i might get put in detention but i'll try not to. Uh, do
1: i don't know what we'll do we'll probably what is it run your underwear up the flagpole is that what they used to do at camp <laughs> i can't remember oh.
0: okay you had me at the soggy mustache uh and that's... and now we're running your underwear up a flagpole i mean this show is going off the rails it's, man it's, every that's time that's going downhill i know Megan says uh, they do one or every other one live on making a marketer, but they uh, she needs a VA to help me repurpose. I have suggestions I for you, Megan. So in case you uh, you know DM me if you're looking for uh, for VAs. Um, I think I think we all have VAs here. So, but mine's better than yours. No, okay.
1: mine's my daughter. You can't beat that. So, I mean, it's <laughs> true. Oh God, awesome. you're, you're lucky.
2: Your daughter actually is willing to do the work. That that's that's, that's tends right. to be. She's good. No, it tends yeah, to be the problem bad. when you try to get your kids because it's you're their parent. They're like, oh, you, yeah. you really want that by this deadline?
1: <laughs> but she's charging me a pretty penny, so I'll take that.
0: Oh, I'm there you job. go. There
2: you go. So yeah.
0: Megan, I'm not sure, but I might be um, at Podcast Movement, um, and I believe you guys are definitely
2: going, right? I have a ticket. I think well, it's definitely maybe at the moment. That's right. We were talking about that yesterday because, uh, yeah, since they, since they didn't pick us to be on the stage, we're, we're debating it now. So Yeah, you know, it, do,
1: it does come down to, and that's the other thing when you have a live show is like, I am there for my audience each week. So even if I'm not doing a show, what I usually have done before is pre-record it, um, but I don't like to do that too often. But I mean, that's the thing you got to think about. Like when I travel, mm-hmm. I've done shows from the hotel room before, um, but you know, always be there for your audience. So that's important too.
0: Jenny loves your jokes, Jeff. So you do have one fan. <laughs>
2: one person. One person who likes my, my dad jokes. Yeah. Hey, I can relate. I can relate to the dad jokes, so.
0: Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you, uh, Jeff. And thank you, everyone who has joined us today. Jenny, Megan, Ross, as Catherine, thank you for, man, amazing uh, contributions from uh, from all of you. If I forgot anyone, Denise, um, thanks for joining us and uh, make sure you go and follow Jeff C. At JeffC.com, social media news uh, live, as well as the new Descript course and all of the things.
2: And as always... Don't fear the gear. Thanks for listening to DealCasters. Congratulations. You've taken another step forward in your content creation journey. Please don't forget to hit the subscribe or follow button here in your favorite podcast player so you can be reminded every time we drop an episode.
0: We love hearing from our listeners and viewers. And if you're wanting to watch our shows live on Amazon, feel free to follow DealCasters live as well at Dealcasters.live. Follow us on Twitter or subscribe to our YouTube channel where we also include added content that you cannot find anywhere else.
2: If you have questions about this episode or have something you want us to review, you can also email us at dealcasters at dealcasters.live. Thanks again for listening. And you know the deal. Don't fear the gear.